This is the message from Connection Community Church for April 3rd, 2016. Now what? Feed my sheep. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Listen, we've got to give you guys some kudos for coming out in this crazy windblown weather. It just would have been easy to stay home and pull the covers up over your heads. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want to give kudos to the parking lot team. Thank you, thank you, thank you parking lot guys out there. Where's Jamie? I see Chuck and Jamie and anyway, thank you, thank you. So, Lord, um, thank you for this time when we gather in your name to take a look at what's next. What now? Now what? Lord, you are so good. Help us dig deeper. Open our hearts in a way that makes a difference so that we're changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in the name of God the Father, the risen Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so things were kind of crazy for the disciples on Easter morning. After Peter and John saw the empty tomb, they returned home. Then Mary came again to tell them that she had seen the Lord and she shared what he had said to her. So after Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected, the question for the disciples and the question for us as well is, now what? Now what? Now what? Well, that night, Easter night, the fearful disciples gathered in a locked room, possibly the same room where they had shared the Holy Meal, Holy Communion together the Thursday before. And much to their surprise, the resurrected Jesus came into the room. Now, Scripture says, locked door and all. I mean, can you imagine? That must have been a draw dropping. They didn't say the door swung open and he came. It just said, he came into the room, locked door and all. And Jesus showed them where the nails had been, where the soldier had pierced his side with a sword. Wow. A week later, so here they saw the risen Christ, and then a week later, it happened again. Thomas, disciple Thomas, who hadn't been there the first time, who had said he wouldn't believe until he saw with his very own eyes, he was then convinced that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead because Jesus showed him exactly what he was looking for. And so Jesus later appeared again to the disciples. It was, it was at the Sea of Tiberias, which is also known as Lake Tiberias, which is also known as Lake Kinneret, which is also known as Lake Genesaret. It's best known as the Sea of Galilee. It's the largest freshwater lake in Israel. It's a, about 13 miles long, 8 miles wide. I'm thinking that's probably almost half the size of Newcastle County, give or take. I don't know. I call it BHL, Big Honkin' Lake. Anyhow, anyway, here's how it happened. Seven disciples were gathered together, including Peter, James, and John. We know them as Jesus' inner circle. And Peter, 
said he just jumped out of the boat and he announced that he was going fishing, or he didn't jump out of the boat, he jumped up and said he was going fishing. So the rest said that they would go as well. Now, have you ever noticed when things get a little crazy, perhaps confusing, maybe out of your control, our tendency is to go back to something familiar, kind of a place where we can get our footing, get our bearings. I know I do that from time to time. In fact, I did it yesterday. Yesterday is when the Easter coma hit me. I don't know, I was running after Easter Sunday. I thought I'd have Easter Monday off and I didn't. And so it went, went, went. And yesterday I felt like I was hit by a truck and I felt like things were out of my control and could hardly catch my breath. So what I did was just lay low, stayed in my comfy clothes, stayed in the sunroom where I could kind of get my bearings again. Now, when Alan is in that space where he needs, you know, things are going crazy and it's chaotic and he needs to go back to something familiar, we have spaghetti. Amen. <laughs> Simple solution to that problem. Yeah. We actually had it for Easter Sunday dinner. Amen that. Go, that's probably why he was okay and I wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> the question is, Easy solution. what is your place of comfort? What do you do when things get out of control, when things get a little crazy in your life? Okay, for these disciples, it was kind of returning to life before Jesus. That's LBJ, life before Jesus. And for them, that was fishing. So they went out in a boat, and, and they fished all night long, and they came up with nothing. These are professional fishermen. They fished, all, and they got nothing. So early next morning, they're still out in the boat all night, nothing. Next uh, morning, there's a guy on the beach. Don't you love it when you got a guy like this calling out to them, have you caught any fish? <laughs> Just what you need after an all-night uh, nothing fish party. And, 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 and uh, they didn't realize that the guy on the beach was Jesus. So they said, no, we didn't catch any. And he said, throw the net over on the right side of the boat. See, I guess they've been throwing it on the wrong side of the boat. So they throw it on the right side of the boat, and they pull in so many fish, they can't even haul the net up into the boat. Isn't it funny what happens when we do what Jesus tells us to do? Actually, it's not funny. It's miraculous. The things go the way they're supposed to. Anyway, here's a question for you, one of the, uh, uh, kind of a sub-question this morning. What's Jesus been telling you to do lately? And even more question is, what's your response been? What's your response been? Chew on that while we keep talking. <laughs> so it was then that John realized that it was, in fact, Jesus on the shore and told Peter that very thing. Well, Peter got so excited that he jumped right out of the boat, went to the shore. The others, you know, stayed in the boat and brought the bulging net in with them. Now, this was the third time that Jesus had appeared to them since he had resurrected from the dead the third time. Now, as they got a little bit closer, they noticed that Jesus already had breakfast cooking on the beach for them. He had uh, fish on the grill, some bread, and said, come on, bring more fish, inviting them to have breakfast on the beach with Jesus. Now, it sort of probably felt like old times because they had spent a lot of time with Jesus those three years, and it's like, oh yeah, back to the same old 
But here's the thing about that. Jesus, in the resurrected form, is not some kind of ghost. He wasn't some kind of apparition. He wasn't, woo, that kind of thing. He was indeed resurrected in bodily form. He ate food. He ate with them. Jesus is for real. So after breakfast, Jesus had a little meeting with Peter, also known as Simon. He had two names, depending. First time they'd had a kind of a one-on-one -on -one since, since uh, Peter had denied Jesus on the night he was betrayed. Anyway, here's what happened on the beach. When they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. So let's take a look at, at this passage that we find in John chapter 21. Jesus began by asking Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? More than these. What are these? What is Jesus talking about here? What's he asking Peter? Well, perhaps he's saying, Peter, do you love me more than these disciples love me? You know, the, the other disciples. I mean, it reminds us of the night of the betrayal where Jesus told the disciples that they would all fall away from him. And Peter, thinking he was more dedicated, said, Oh, no, Lord, I will never, ever leave you. I'm going to stick with you to the end. And we know what happens there. <laughs> we know that, you know, before the cock crowed, Peter denied Jesus three times. So perhaps Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him more than the other disciples loved him, kind of attesting to see if this whole thing, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with you, had perhaps brought some humility into an otherwise cocky disciple mm -hmm. named Peter. On the other hand, perhaps when, when Jesus asked, do you love me more than these Perhaps it was referring to the, all the fishing equipment that the disciples had just brought ashore after their all-night fishing expedition. Do you love me more than all these things that you used to use to earn a living? All these things that defined you for many years. All these things that basically up until now were your life. For the past three years, Pete, you've You've, you've uh, had the opportunity to, to follow me, to, to walk with me, to do ministry with me, Jesus may have been saying. You, you now have an idea of what it means uh, to be in ministry like we've been. With that in mind, uh, Pete, do you love me more than these? In other words, are you willing to give all this up, your former life? Are you willing to let this fishing stuff go in order to follow me. Am I number one in your life, Peter? Am I number one? Well, see, here's the thing. He, he asks you and me that same exact question on a daily basis. 
who or what is most important to you, to me? Jesus would say, am I? Am I, Jesus, most important? Am I number one? Can, can you put me ahead of everything else, Jesus asks us, including the relationships that are absolutely precious to you, in, including the things that you cherish, including that job where you spend a fourth of your life, if not more, <clears throat> do I come before these hobbies that you spend so much time and money pursuing? Do, do you love me more than these? Jesus asks us, just as he asked Peter that day, do you love me more than these? Well, Peter responded very quickly. Scripture says there wasn't even a pause. Question asked, answer delivered. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus responds, feed my lambs. Three times Jesus asks Peter if Peter loved him. And three times Peter said, yes, Lord, I do love you. I love you. And finally, Peter got a little testy, a little irritated. I think I would too. Like, I'm telling you I love you. And so then Peter says, I mean, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. In this version of scripture, we're using the NIV, New International Version of the Bible. There's, there's lots of different versions of the Bible, but we've used the NIV. Uh, at the heading of this particular scripture, it, it says this, Jesus reinstates Peter. You see, by the questions and by the answers, we see something very important happening. Let's talk about reinstate. What does that mean? It means to restore someone or something to their former job, position, or condition. You see, Jesus was giving Peter the opportunity to realize full, complete restoration. One, reaffirmation per denial at a time. Yep, Peter denied him three times. <laughs> and Jesus gave me the opportunity to say, I love you, three times. Amen to that. Feed my lambs, Jesus said. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. These were Jesus' responses when Peter assured him three times that he loved him. Interesting. Jesus wasn't saying that that was a precondition for him to love Peter. He didn't say, if you do this, I'll love you. Uh-uh. I mean, that's a given. We can't earn that. We can't buy that. We don't deserve it. Jesus just loves us, <laughs> not because of anything we do, but because of who he is. That's not what's going on here. He wants to know if Peter loves him. And if he does... He wants him to show it, show it by feeding his sheep. What Jesus is saying here is this. Hey, Pete, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. It's easier to say than do. I would agree with that. But just don't talk the talk. It's important to walk the walk. And what Jesus was telling Peter in the scripture, Jesus tells us as well, put ourselves, put our love for Christ into action. 
And the way we do that is by taking care of the people around us, by being tuned in to the needs of others, by not saying it's all about me, but it's all about others, others. Whether it's a material need, whether it's an emotional need, an educational need, a psychological need, a spiritual need. Now feeding sheep takes a lot of different forms depending on where the hunger is, depending on where the need is. And Jesus didn't put a, a time frame on what he told Peter. He didn't say, hey, Pete, I want you to feed my sheep for two weeks. Yo, Pete, can you feed my sheep for two months? Peter, can you feed my sheep for two years? Now, basically, Jesus is telling him that this is the new status quo, Pete. It's a cultural change. The new culture is feed my sheep culture. It's a 24-7 culture. It's a new mindset, Peter. A new way of thinking, Peter. Feed my sheep is an all-the-time thing. No time frame, no end point, no stopping. And as we read this scripture, Jesus is not asking. He says, hey, by the way, if you have a chance, would you feed some sheep? Hey, by the way, I mean, this person might need something, but check it out, maybe give it a try. The way we see this, it's a command. Feed my sheep. Take care of my, feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. If you love me, Jesus says, feed my sheep. So we have a little mathematical equation here for us all to take in. You might want to write this one down. Here it is. Loving Jesus equals feeding his sheep. True. True. Loving Jesus equals feeding his sheep. Jesus doesn't want us just talking about how much we love him. Jesus wants to show us to show how much we love him. And we do that by what we do, not by just what we say. Through our actions, not just our words. Feed his sheep. There's a little bonus, too, when we get into sheep feeding. The bonus is that, well, we think that we're blessing others when we feed sheep. But actually, we get blessed immensely. I would say even more so than the recipient. That's how God designed it. That's how it is, giving so much better than receiving. So our main question for you this morning is this. Are you feeding a sheep? And you may be asking right back, well, what's that look like? Funny you should ask. <laughs> we got a program this morning. You should have something like this inside of it. Pull that out if you would, please. Shake it, because I don't believe even half of you pulled it out yet. Oh, that's a nice breeze, too. Thank you. Not much crinkling going on. Okay. Feed My Sheep Opportunities, 22 of them. This is not the exhaustive list. It's a brief list that the uh, worship design team put together to just kind of give you a starter, to give you some ideas, some possibilities, some opportunities to feed sheep, such as, first on the list, mentor or tutor a student. I'm sure every school here would love to have some people come in and help some of the students who are having some challenges. How about provide a meal for someone? 
hopefully someone who really needs a meal. Maybe somebody who's been in the hospital. Maybe it's somebody who's um, homeless. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't have the means for cooking or something like that. How about buy somebody a Bible who doesn't have one down near the bottom of the sheet there? You don't always have to pay money. It doesn't necessarily cost money to feed sheep. Babysit so a parent can have a night out, you know. And the might, a night out might not be anything more than them going for a ride, just a little breather. If you've got kids, you know a breather is a nice thing to have, right? Amen, Amen that. So maybe this gives somebody who otherwise couldn't get a breather <laughs> a little bit of a breather. Amen? Amen. There's a whole list there. There's 22. Again, you don't have to stick to the list. Maybe it's just a, a starter for you to give you some ideas some other possibilities for doing some feed, sheep feeding there. So our challenge today is, you know, pick something off of this list, fill a food bag, something off of this list, or pray to God to see what God wants you to do to feed sheep, and do it. It might take you out of your comfort zone. You'll survive. <laughs> it might require a sacrifice or resource that you think, oh my goodness, and you can handle it. See, we are called to feed sheep. We are called to do this, and we want to know how it goes for you. And so this week, as you try this out, actually don't try, it's a command, do it. As you do this, let us know. Connect at connectioncc.org. Send us an email. You're not bragging, oh, I did this. It, we just want to know. We want to be known as a connection church who cares about others, who feeds sheep. Connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers, that new life is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and making a difference to those around us. <clears throat> Let us know what you do, how it feels. This is a command. Feed my sheep, Jesus says. It's really not optional. He's telling us to feed his sheep. When? The answer is now. So let's get started, Connection Church, because we are in the sheep feeding business, and we have lots and lots of opportunities to do this. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Then feed his sheep. That's the challenge. That's the good news of the scripture. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, it is um, challenging to step out of our comfort zone. And what happens, God, if, if we feed a sheep who doesn't want to be fed? What happens if someone you know, doesn't receive it? It's not about that, Lord. Help us remember that. It's about obediently feeding your flock. Help us get creative in this, whether it's a phone call, a note, a text, a meal, a food bag, a ride, whatever, God, show us and use us to change the world, to be Jesus with skin on. Lord, thank you so much for feeding us with your word, with your love. And help us do the same. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church.